Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Emily, and joining us on the show is Nick from F45 out of New Orleans. What's going on, Nick? How are you doing today? Hey, Emily. How are you doing? Happy Monday. Happy Monday. doesn't feel like a Monday, does it? No, me yeah. neither. Had a great weekend. <laughs> yeah. So it doesn't feel like a Monday. Yeah. All right. No Monday blues over here. Now, before you know, we dive into the nitty gritty of what you guys have going on and how you run your F45, tell us a little bit about how you describe your business to people and what made you want to start your gym in the first place. Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, I mean... Uh, I describe my uh, my gym as basically a boutique gym. Uh, when I say boutique, it's going to be uh, a little more upscale than your everyday gym. Uh, the price point is a little higher as well. Um, you know, I like to describe it as personal training in a group setting. Um, that's what hopefully you will experience when you come to our gym, F45. Okay. So you mentioned earlier um, that you didn't necessarily have like any experience being a business owner in this industry. Is that one of the reasons that you decided to go the franchise route? Exactly, Emily. Um, With my lack of experience in the fitness industry, I wasn't about to open up a gym from from the air and, and, and write the workouts and, and write the program for marketing um and everything else in between mm-hmm. i mean uh so I, I like i like the blueprint they give me they give me everything from from beginning to end and uh and they want us to succeed so they uh we have a lot a lot of support from the company thankfully from this australian based franchise that that we acquired about three years ago now so yeah the franchise was the key mm. So what were you doing before? Were you doing, were you in the fitness industry working or was it just like a total 360? Total 360, Emily. We came from the restaurant industry. So we were um, operating restaurants for the last 15 years. Wow. And so it was, uh, it was a drastic change. It was yeah. a better change, much better change, better hours, less hours. Mm-hmm much healthier environment, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, I find it less stressful. I That's enjoy good. it a lot more. That's good. So from the so, restaurant, from the restaurant to the fitness industry, how did you even decide to make mm-hmm. that transition? Right. Good question. Because uh, it was a leap of faith almost, right? To do something so drastic. Um, well, first of all, I want to do something that I enjoy. Right. And I always knew that you have to do something you like. You're always told that do something you like and, and it doesn't become work. Mm-hmm. Um, so I always enjoyed working out. I've been working on all my life. I was doing a lot of, you know, running and biking, triathlons and yeah, all sorts of things. Um, I can tell. My audience background. can't see you, but Nick is, he looks a solid dude. Real solid. I can oh, tell thank you. you. Thank you. Yeah. So I was trying to, um, I, I wanted to stay 
you know, fit and 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 work out and eat well and go in that direction with my business. So so we sold the restaurants that we had. Mm-hmm. And uh, and right before around 2021, 2020, excuse me, uh, we acquired F45, uh, which was a franchise that was um recommended to me by a fitness guru here in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I did a lot of research, of course, and um, I wanted to open up something that was special and at the right time in the right place. Right. And so it all fell together. And um, and that's how it had basically happened. Uh, and I'm glad we did it. So ultimately, what was that? Did you look at any other franchises outside of F45? And what was it about, mm-hmm. you know, F45 that was like, okay, this is what we're going to go with yeah well i looked at a couple of other ones yes um and the price point uh was i think the key for me to make the decision number one the price point you know which was it wasn't it wasn't too much and then also the right concept you know uh, f45 has functional movements uh training that are uh I think bar none, some of the best workouts you could have. Uh, yes, you know, we, we do like uh, CrossFit. CrossFit works. Um, but we had a lot of people that were, you know, injured from it as, as that, that could happen sometimes. Um, and so I didn't want to go in that direction because of the, of the injuries that I was seeing. Uh, there were a lot of CrossFit places also. You know, the competition was something that I looked at as well. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to open up um, a gym that was already here, uh, another franchise that was already here. So we 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 went in that direction because of the the concept that we like, we believed in, and uh, the price point. Nice, those very nice. Okay. Factors. So obviously, there you know one of the benefits that we spoke about earlier of you know starting with that franchise is having that blueprint in the systems kind of already you know done for you. So the first question that I want to ask you is going to be about marketing, because you open up a gym, you obviously, in order to help people and make money, you have to get people, you know, signed up for personal training or small group training. So what did you guys do for marketing that's worked really well? Yes. Well, the marketing for our fit, uh, our industry, fitness industry that I'm finding is really all social media. It really okay. is. I would say 80, 90% social media. And uh, and our storefront is this right here. That's our storefront is the phone or a laptop computer. So, you know, I need I needed to understand that coming from the restaurant business where I had to have a good location in the right corner so people can see it. The visibility is important in the restaurant. It's important in the fitness industry also, in your gym. People want to see it, but it's not as important as as you think. So I, f- I think finding the right location with the right rent was something that I need to address real quickly, Emily, before marketing. Because I think the mistake that a lot of people make is they acquire a, a lease on a space that has a rent that you could not meet because they think the location needs to be visible, prominent, 
It does not, especially in this kind of industry, in this boutique fitness industry where my price point is, you know, between $150 and $250 a month, mm -hmm. right? We are not any type of fitness in that or any other 24-hour gym, which is great at that price point because, hey, you know, 20, 30 bucks a month to go work out and lift weights whenever you want, great. You can do that. You can supplement that if you want. But if you want that personal training experience at a good price point, I think that you want to come to my studio. But I did not want to spend way too much on rent. So to find the right location was the key. And uh, the marketing was really about social media and driving people to the site and the process is pretty straightforward. Yeah. You know, it's, it's you have to call people right away. That's number one. Phone calls, right? So as let's, soon let's, as possible. Um, let's backtrack. I don't want to cut you. I didn't mean to cut you off. Let's backtrack sure, a little sure, bit sure. before we get to that point. Um, mm -hmm. So what exactly on social media are you doing? Is this organic? Are you guys using paid advertisements? What does that look like? Mm -hmm. Good. Good. Yes. So it's most organic, right? So it's most of the videos that we shoot with our trainers in the studio, talking about the program, getting people excited about it. And so that's what we want to see. That's what I think works best. So um, we shoot videos quite a bit, and then we'll put out about two or three videos uh, through paid advertisement, okay. um, Facebook and Instagram. And uh, we hired a third party to do that as well. Yes. And so we pay a monthly fee for the services as well as the ads. Okay, that's what's up. So what is that for the third party company that you hired? Does it look like them like finding qualified leads for you and just kind of funneling like funneling to you? And then you have to set mm -hmm. the appointments. Like what does that look like? Exactly. Right. So we um they uh they have all the algorithms uh, for my territory. And uh, I think we put out about three or three to four mile radius of my territory where uh, the ads are, are just placed. Um, and so the leads are generated through the ad. And then I'll get a notification and I'll call them as soon as possible. Mm, okay. So about how many um, leads are you guys getting in on a monthly basis? Mm -hmm. So... You know, that varies all the time on the time of the year, right? I mean, sometimes of the year people will work out more. You know, as we know, January is a huge month. Uh, December is horrible. Um, but I think on the average right now, I'm getting, I would say, about hmm, maybe three, four leads a day, you know? So at, at least, you know, maybe 80 to 100 leads a month. Okay, so now to kind of what you were alluding to earlier, with the eighty to one hundred leads that you're getting to that you're getting every month, like how many of those actually leads to somebody showing up for an appointment or actually coming into the gym? Because I know that you said that you know as soon as they I guess click on the link or the campaign, like you call them as soon as possible, right? Right, that's okay. the key. Try to call them as soon as possible. You know, that's a hot lead. And 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 we know that when people are making that decision to work out, 
you know, whether it's hopefully not two in the morning, I'm not going to call you two in the morning, but if it's, you know, it's between 8.30 in the morning until even nine o'clock at night, if they're on their phones and see the commercial and they're like, oh, this looks good. I like, I like the way that, that Coach Leo's talking about the program. I'm going to click on and put my name in and see what happens. That's when you want to call them. Mm-hmm. when they have that in their mind. So I try to call them as soon as that happens. And then that's when they answer the phone also. So, because a lot of times they don't answer the phone. Um, but to get back to the question, Emily, of the, I would say how many people from uh, the lead come in, come into the gym? That was your question, right? How many mm-hmm. people? I would say maybe less than 25% less than of 25%. the leads. Okay, so less than like, 100% are coming in. Okay, less than, less than, if we're doing 100, so that's about 25 people a month, right? Okay. That's right. So talk to us a little bit about like your nurture process. I mean, and, and is that an area where you, you guys feel like you could uh, improve upon? Just getting more people in from the, the qualified leads that you're getting in every month? Man, that, that's that's so hard, you know, because they click on and then you have to convince them to come in, right? And that's the hardest part. So a lot of times uh, it, it all needs to be in the first conversation where right away I'm asking the questions. I'm the one hopefully in control of the, of the conversation without cutting you off, but I'm, I'm explaining to you my program. I am finding out what your needs are going to be, whether you want to lose weight, whatever kind of needs you need physically, and also your limitations and your schedule. So those three things are key, I think, right away to find out what you want to do. What are you looking for for your body to change? What you have for injuries or limitations real quick, and then also what is your schedule like? When can you come in? You see, because a lot of time is it's, it's time that you can't come in or, or your schedule may be busy like we all are. So those three things are, are, are set right away. And I'm hopefully in control of the conversation, making you feel comfortable and having you, okay, yes, I want to lose weight. I would like to work out in the mornings and I have a small hip issue. Great, no problem. We can address the hip issue. I have great trainers. I can modify your workouts. The workouts are only 45 minutes. You'll be in and out. I know you're busy, Emily. You have the kids and the job. You come in the morning at 8.45 in the morning. You'll be up at 9.30. I've got showers. And it's easy. It's We're going to be there for you. Yeah. And hopefully right there, we build a little rapport and mm-hmm. you, get, you feel confident about coming in. But yeah. sometimes... They still don't come in. They're afraid. People are, you know, it's hard sometimes for people to come out and work out. They they haven't done it in a while. They have, maybe they're, they're embarrassed about their bodies. They feel inadequate for some reason. You know, it happens, especially initially. But, I mean, as, as you know, and I know, once they come in and they see it and they feel it, they're like, oh, this is great. And they can't stop coming. <laughs> and that's what we want to do. We want to build those yeah. good habits. Absolutely. So yeah, let's let's continue to actually walk through that process because this is good, you know, good information. When somebody comes in, like you get them on the phone as soon as possible, you schedule an appointment with them. 
um, are they coming in for like a free class or a free trial? Right. So we're offering three free trial classes now. Three. Okay. That you must do in less than two weeks. Okay. So um, that is right there what we offer. And hopefully by then you have a good feel of what the program is. Right. Right. So that is the, you know, people call it a hook, but no, you want to try it before you buy it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you want to try to deflect that big question, which is how much is it? How much you, you charge? Before they get to the end of the um, two week trial. Before uh, you want to, you want to try to, you want to tell them about the price by the second class, maybe. Right. You know, this way they know that it's, hey, this is an amazing workout. I can see myself paying this per month because it works, because it, it is incredible here. The energy, everything about the gym, right? If you tell them the price over the phone, they're not going to come, I think, unless unless they know what they get themselves into, you see? Because we're not, we're not your standard gym. We're a gym where you're going to have a workout that usually you're going to pay a lot more money for, for one-on-one -on -one training mm -hmm. with a personal trainer. So you need to put things in perspective, but the price is deflected upon as much as possible until they try it. And then they're like, Oh my God, yes, I can spend $6 a day. That's what I spend at Starbucks when I go get my coffee. That's what you're <laughs> spending even less. Yeah. You know, when you, when you so come, if you come, yeah six days a week okay so i mean what if somebody asks you about the price like on the initial phone call that you have yes then you can you have to tell them like that i tell them like that emily i tell them you know what it's about six or six dollars a day you know and i'm not lying it's less than that mm -hmm. if you come every day which we have classes every day mm -hmm. right so but you know again when you compare the prices to the standard gym, how can I spend that much money? Well, because you're gonna get results, hopefully. And you're gonna you're gonna feel better, you're gonna sleep better, you're gonna be better with your your household, your household chores and your and your children and your job. So your quality of life will improve. So it's about just getting them in to try it, to sweat it, to be part of it and be the and say, oh, I need this in my life now. Yeah. So I know um, I talked to a lot of gym owners that don't offer free chat or not free challenges, but like free trials. So I guess what is mm -hmm. the benefit of doing of offering something that is free versus something that people will have to pay for? Right. Yes. Well, I think sometimes if you if you give away too much, then it cheapens your your brand. Right. It cheapens what you have. Because we used to do seven-day trials, and they were too long. And 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 that's too long of a trial, I think, for for me, for where we are now in our industry, in our territory. So when I first opened, it was seven-day trials, Emily. Why? Because we needed people, and we had to have a bigger hook, a bigger way to get them in. I think as you progress and you get more successful and more members, then you can shorten your trial to maybe even not a trial, 
maybe a one day trial, but the, I think for, for the price point that we have, we got to have somebody try it before mm -hmm. they buy it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I heard, but I'm, I, I see now why people are recommending that we do a shorter trial or like you said, no trial at all. Then your brand now is kind of, it's maybe it's a little bit more, how should I say, exclusive, right? You're not giving it away. You have to pay. You stand behind it firmly, which makes it more premium. That makes sense. Okay. So with the team that you have built, um, do you have a sales team or is that something that you do yourself? Mm -hmm. Right. So my wife and I do it. Cheryl, my wife, is my business partner. Um, and so, but we do it ourselves together, yes. Uh, with the assistance of the third party that we hired, the company that we hired uh, to mm -hmm. help us. But now F45 has monthly meetings through Zoom where we have an hour meeting talking about the sales process from beginning to end nice. in depth. And so the assistance they give us is something that I'm also grateful for. Yeah. And I'm glad that we're doing because uh, it's, a, it's a, such an important job to know how to sell your leads. Those leads can generate a huge amount of revenue. Each member is so precious to us. Uh, and so we need to make sure that we cultivate that from beginning very well. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. So. So is there, was there any part, part of the sales process that you guys had to, I guess, get better at and improve on? Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, I mean, I think every step of the way, you know, and so, I mean, I think that we were failing sometimes in the phone calls, you know, mm -hmm. uh, we had to get better at, at um, and not taking no as easily, you know, oh, I just don't want to join the gym. Okay, bye. No, that's not how you do it. I mean, you know, it's not about being forceful and be like, no, Emily, you're going to join. You need to do it. You're going to, no, no, we're not. So we have to finesse our way through it without being dishonest, of course. We're just telling you the truth yeah. that, you know, what? once you try it, your life will change for the better. And we've seen it happen with so many of our members in the last three years that have improved their life and they can't stop working out because it's part of their, part of their being now. So, so that part of the, ask, the phone calls was something we had to improve, but being more assertive and having better tactics on responses to all of, all of the things that would come up with phone calls, all of the objections, yeah. right? We have to have, you know, and it's not just a, a, a quick reflex. Oh, you say this, I say this. It all comes from the heart. I have a conversation like I'm having with you, with the person in a personal level. We connect personally because we're both living in the same community. So there's a connection there. And then from then on, I just take it to coming in to making sure that I can I, I find out what your needs are and your goals and hopefully I can meet them. Makes so that sense. process had to be better. The other yeah. process was the the trialer now is coming in, right? And that whole experience is key, you know? And that's something that we spend a lot of time in on the, the first impression 
which is so important of when they come in. So they tell us to actually go by the front door and open the door for them. As, even before they come in, you want to be like waiting by the door and open the door for them. That right there is huge so they don't pull the door. And I yeah. never thought about that. But it's a big deal for the first time person coming in that's intimidated that, you know, sometimes I heard about them coming into the parking lot and leaving, not even like pulling that door. Because they're like, they sit out there, they see all these people coming in that are like fit or, and they start, you know, their mind starts playing that negative narrative and they walk away. So if you're there by the front door, it just makes it a little more welcome. So that right there is huge. So we got better at that. Yeah. Then our studio is small, 2,400 square feet, right? 2,400, very small studio. But the tour is important. The small tour of our studio is important. Emily, how are you? I am Nick. Come in. Here's our cap. Here's our copies. You can put your phone and your purse right here. Nope, it'll be safe. Here's our water station. And here is our heart rate monitor. And so I'll walk you through it just to show you. And I'll bring it to the floor. And I'll show you the floor a little bit. Then I will introduce you to my head trainer. And then he will take over or the trainer that's there at the time. And they're very personable. And that's yeah. another aspect. We've got to have a good team, you know? And that's it. And from then on, you hopefully you're going to have a great experience because that right there made, made it all. I made you feel welcome. I showed you around a little bit. Oh, one more thing I forgot to tell you about. I tried to, I tried to introduce you to another member. I try to get you guys, you know, at least connected. Emily, meet Neil. And Neil's a great guy, and he's my best salesperson because he's been here for five years, and he loves us. So maybe I can pair you up. Maybe you and Neil can work out together. Yeah. So it's all about that feeling on the first day, right? First impressions yeah. very important. Yeah. So we got better at that. We got better yeah. at that as well. Okay. And then we learn about the three-day trial process. So on the first day, we have, we have you come in, we give you the small tour, you do your workout, and I'm booking you for the second class right away, of course. You're not leaving before I book you, hopefully. And that second class, you know what, Emily? I'm going to throw in a, a body scan machine for you on the house to find out what it's like inside of you to see, you know, what we can improve on. No, you know, I'm going to just do it for you. It'll take three minutes. You'll come in for your second visit next Thursday at 8.45 a.m. And just come in about five minutes before, and I'll do the body scan in our machine, which is amazing, on the house. And you can see the results right there and if you want to. Oh, definitely. Let's do it. So then you come in for the second class. We'll do the body scan. It prints it out. Then it shows you the percent body fat your muscular muscle, muscle mass, all these things. It shows you how many calories you have to take per day. It's great, great information. From then on, I can say, you know what? Now you know what's going on. If you want to improve this percent body fat, I can do one more in 30 or 60, 60 days from now, maybe 90 days. Great. So now what do you have? You have a goal. You haven't joined yet. This is your second visit, but you have a goal now to attain together and you have something visible so that second part 
of our visit was key or to get better at. So, and we had to, and, and my wife, Cheryl, is the one that kind of started this with, you know, with F45. F45 is the one that recommended we do this. The second visit body scan. Yeah. And that's a wonderful thing if you have body scan to do that we started doing about maybe three months ago and our results have been tremendous. People love it. They feel that, oh my God, I have something now that shows me and something, a goal. And now they're joining. Yeah. So that's wonderful. That's something that we improved as well. Yeah. It sounds like yes. you guys have a really good like process on the front end to make sure that you're providing, you know, the the leads with a really, really good first impression, like you said, and ultimately probably a really good experience um, over the course of their the lifetime of their membership. So like, what would you guys say is your your biggest challenge right now or area for opportunity? You know, it's like we, we get three members and you lose one, right? I mean, uh, I, I think, the, you know, the, the member uh, loss, the member attrition numbers um, have been low for us. You know, they're actually, they're not that high. I think it's like between uh, 4%, I think, 4% we lose, which is actually standard to low, I heard. Yeah, so um, the... That's below the industry average is about 10%. So you're saying you're at four? 10%. Yeah. I think 4% is what we have now. I have to check the numbers, but it's not that bad, but it's still, it hurts. You know what I mean? Because we're right there where, you know, we open up, of course, like everybody else did and had to go through COVID like everybody else did. But we, we, we cannot seem to go over that one hump of member, um, we're still making money, but we still need to get a good another maybe 40% to to make it work much better. So, you know, yeah, but every day, every day is, a, you know, a, a sales process. And then I have leads right now coming in that, I, you know, that I need to call. So the phone calls are the key, you know, but, you know, we need to improve on so many aspects. And, and I think that the member retention would be good to improve. Yeah. Even for 4%. Yeah. Okay. Lower. So do you guys have any like additional revenue streams within your business? You know, very little retail, you know, we sell shirts, we sell drinks, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, but no, it's really, it's really the membership. I got you. Okay. So being that you've been in business for about three years, like what are like some of the most important lessons that you've learned as being a business owner who wants to mm-hmm. um, continue to help more people and grow your business? Yeah, well, it you know, the customer's always first, you know, and I knew that from the restaurant business, uh, but here, especially here, I mean, you know, they, uh, I need to, we need to be aware about that and, and always, never take it for granted. You know, they come, some of these members come every day, seven days a week, day in, day out. And we have, the classes can be 30 to 35 people. You know, you have to connect to that member and not in a super, you know, in a very small way, but it needs to be a true connection. So how do you do that? By finding out who they are. You know, um, one of the biggest advices that I got from somebody was that people, 
people leave gyms, um, but they don't leave relationships, right? So you build a relationship with these people and you have the members build a relationship with themselves and they will not leave. It's not, it doesn't become the workout. It becomes they are, they feel they have to go there to feel better about themselves. You know, and it's not a trick or a mind trick. It's really just a place that they come in to belong. Mm -hmm. It's more than just a workout. It's a place that they have to come in to escape the work, the house, something for them to do. It's almost there like their church in a way sometimes as well. Mm -hmm. So anyway, so um, that's the thing. The connection personal, the personal connection, I think is important to the member. So each member doesn't become a number. So Richard is a person that we know about. We know what he does for a living. We know what he likes. We know who he dates because he told us this, you know, and we all know it. It doesn't become like a, a gossip situation. Hopefully not too much. It does a little drama, of course, like any, anywhere, but it becomes more of a personal connection to the mm -hmm. member, right? And I think that's very, very important. But you have to be true to that. You can't do it. You cannot do it fake. You can't be, you have to become, you know, from the heart. We built that. We have a great community at F45 Battery with members that love to be with each other. And they like my wife and I, because I guess, you know, it's a family atmosphere. So they feel, you know, more, uh, more together. Um, you know, we've done uh, a few parties at our house, actually, we invited the members to our house and we barbecued for them. That, you know, those things are very important. So the personal connection is something that I'm learning that's very important in this industry. Yeah, absolutely, man. Thank you for thank you for sharing everything. Um, this is a really good place for us to wrap things up on this episode. But before we sign out, please tell our listeners where they can find you. Sure. All righty. Well. Uh, they can find me here at F45 Metairie Central at 504-220-0607 is my phone number. Um, and then, yeah, look us up over here in uh, the heart of Metairie, which is a suburb of New Orleans, Louisiana. All righty, Nick. Well, thank you so much. We really appreciate your time thank and you. contribution to the show. And looking forward to seeing what you guys are going to be able to continue to accomplish down the road. Also, Thank you. you're welcome. To everybody who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'm your host today, Adam. And today with me is the one and only Mike with Waterford Fitness, as well as Graniteville CrossFit out of Waterford, Connecticut. Mike, how are we doing, man? 
I'm well, man. How's it going? Not too bad. Can't complain. Sun's out. No snow. I'll take yeah. it. Yeah, absolutely. Warm weather. I, being up in the north, like I said, it's. Uh, I'm excited that the warm weather's coming. It's my favorite time of year because spring is getting here and the winter is gone. So. That's right. The birds are chirping and uh, the... I always like the, that analogy as we were talking about football before. It's like that that fresh like grass smell, that fresh dew, and it's just like oh, oh yeah, you, you know it's coming. Yeah, so I love the cut. Well, grass is like my favorite smell ever. <laughs> I don't know what it is like fr- Saturday morning, like fresh cut grass. The sun oh, yeah. just hitting it. Oh, yeah, it's awesome. It's, brings back the memories. That's for sure. Uh, well, cool, man. Well, let's kind of dive in to you a little bit go ahead and give our listeners just who you are how you got into the fitness industry and ultimately you know led up to opening up um it looks like the Graniteville Cross at first and then we'll kind of transition to how you got into the Waterford yeah so in my start I've been I was pretty young when I got into the fitness industry um I started when I was in college I was playing college football and I needed a job with flexibility because, you know, when I was playing, there was, I mean, if you know anything about college sports, it becomes a job too, plus going to school. So I needed something with flexibility. A friend of mine was a personal trainer at a local gym. Um, and he had said, hey, man, you know, you're big into working out and exercising. You know, I can get you a job over here. You could start learning about personal training and be a personal trainer, which I did. And it was amazing. And from that experience, I just enjoyed working with people and pretty early on realized it was something I wanted to do uh, probably for the rest of my life. I didn't really, I wasn't interested in much of anything else, to be honest with you. You know, I, all I did was play sports as a kid, uh, three sport athlete. So, you know, I was in college going to school, didn't really have a direction with what I even wanted to do in life because all I cared about was sports. Um, so once I started, you know, doing personal training and working with people, I was like, wow, this is pretty empowering. And maybe I do want to make a career out of this. Uh, that's when I made the shift to get my business degree in school. Um, and then once I got out of, out of school, I had hired, got hired on real quick with, you know, Planet Fitness, which is at the time was, I still is one of the largest fitness franchises in the world. Um, but yeah, I got hired on at, you know, as a uh, general manager and then an area director and kept moving up from there. Um, and, and then I was there for a few years, but at the same time, I knew that I, didn't want to just work for somebody, you know, the way my mind works is very creative. I think uh, I want to make adjustments and changes and have these, my, these ideas of how I want to see things done. Um, so I decided that it was ready to move on and open up my own facility. So the first facility I opened was real tiny. It was, you know, five, uh, geez, 1500 square feet, you know, me and three other, two other guys, we had a, uh, you know, $5,000 each. One of them was a personal trainer that actually worked for me. He introduced me to CrossFit and, you know, we were trying to do CrossFit and Planet Fitness. And if you know anything about Planet Fitness is you can't do CrossFit. You can't even lift weights in Planet Fitness. Oh, um, so I said to him, I was like, man, we got to find a place to like, maybe just open a place for ourselves. And he's like, no, I think I want to open up a gym. Uh, so I said, yeah, get me involved. And, you know, I had capital at the time. I said, let's, uh, let's invest some money. And we, like I said, it was only like five grand each the three of us, we opened up this little facility, uh, and slowly, actually very quickly, we started growing out of that spot. Um, so in six months, we actually had to move to another spot because we had grown pretty big. 
to a, you know, 35, I think it was like 3,500 square foot facility. We stayed there for five years. Both my original business partners got out one move because he got married. The other one just wanted out. He just didn't want to, you know, we weren't making any money. Let's just say that, yeah. you know, for me, it wasn't like we were three business partners could, you know, make a ton of money. I mean, I left a high paying job to make nothing um, uh, for quite a long time. And I did that for a, a very long time. I didn't pay myself. I reinvested and reinvested and reinvested. Like I said, uh, I took our first facility. I, inv- I invested, you know, $5,000 into it. And then, you know, five years ago, when I opened up the facility I'm in now, it cost me 500 grand. Uh, to build the gym that I built. And a lot of it was coming from reinvesting. I didn't, I only borrowed not even a hundred grand to do the facility. The rest of it was just capital reinvested uh, from myself over the years, like really grinding it out, not paying myself because I had this envision of the facility that I have now back then. Um, So I knew what it was going to take to get there if I didn't have the money and I didn't want to borrow the money. So I would just, you know, work bartending jobs. I had a family you know, my wife, I had little kids, but I would just grind. I would work from sun up till sundown, sometimes places overnight to just keep taking making money to, you know, pay for my, you know, living expenses. But then all the money that I was making from the gym just kept reinvesting, reinvesting and reinvesting and stacking away so that, again, I can build the facility that we have now without having to put myself into too much debt, which paid off because now, you know, I'm making a great living, uh, paying myself through the gym, making you know, very good money. And, you know, it's, it's awesome. And I have a full-time staff, they're all making good money. Um, so it's, you know, it definitely paid itself off and grinding for quite a you know few years to get to where I want to be now. I'm only 40. So, you know, five years ago, we built a gym. I was 35, 36, you know, when I started paying myself through the gym. Um, and it's, like I said, it definitely paid itself off for sure. It was the smart, it was the right move. And I think a lot of people are afraid to do that, right? They are embarrassed. They have a business. They don't want to go work a bartending job or side jobs because they are afraid what people think of them. You know, people used to ask me all the time, oh, the gym's not doing well. When I was working all these side jobs, I'm like, no, man. I was like, I have a bigger picture for what I want for the gym and I need more money to do it. I said, it's not that the gym's not doing well. It's that I want to get the gym to a place where I want to get it to. And I still need to make a, you know, a living for my family. So yeah, I mean, it's, Again, a lot of people are afraid to make that grind or they don't want to do it um, or they're just embarrassed because they don't want, they think that they're, you know, above that because they own a business that, you know, they shouldn't be working like part-time jobs and they don't want people to like ask them questions about, oh, you know, your business isn't doing well. No, man, it's about what are your goals? What are you looking to do? And uh, where do you want to go from there? And yeah, it takes money to do that. So, you know, if you're willing to grind it out and put in the effort and put in the time, anybody can do it. Yeah, absolutely. You're uh, spot on when it comes to, I think a lot of it's pride, you know, maybe, yeah. maybe for like guys like pride or even women, it doesn't really matter who, but oh, guys do. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, ugh, I have a business now. Like I'm this, this status up here and that, and that, and yeah. you know, oftentimes, you know, recently anyways, a lot of people are like, no, like I'm working two jobs. I'm doing this. Like I want the gym to be successful and, you know, having that right mindset. Yeah. I think at the same time though, is you got to have a goal, right? You can't just go in there saying not have a goal and be like, you know, I'm just going to work until this thing works itself out. Like I had, you know, a goal of where it needed to be at at certain points and where I needed to have my finances each, you know, year, each month uh, so that I can get to where I wanted to get to at the point that I was at. So, or I am at, at now. So again, that's a big thing too, is like, yeah, I mean, I get, 
you know, people have that pride. They're afraid. They don't want people to like look down on them. But at the same time, if you're going to go grind it out, make sure you have a goal set out for yourself so that you can actually hit those goals and those short-term milestones so that you're on track, right? You're not just saying, oh, I'm going to work and grinding it out. Uh, hopefully I'll get there, but no, put it in, you know, set it in stone and, and work towards those goals. Yeah. Having a goal absolutely is uh huge. Cause otherwise, like you said, you're just going to feel like you're running in a circle. Yeah. And that's what happens with a lot of gym owners. I do consult with some gym owners. I consult with a lot of business owners. Um, and that's a lot of things. A lot of times is what's happening, right? There's, they, they don't set goals for themselves. They're just grinding. They've been doing it for, you know, five, six, seven years, not making money. Their business isn't making money. Um, and a lot of it starts with, they didn't really have a goal set in mind where they wanted to actually be paying themselves or, or where they want their salaries to be. Um, and they're just kind of getting their businesses to just keep staying open. And, and that's not the way you want to do. You're not, it's not a business if it's just like breaking even every month and you're not paying yourself. It's a hobby at that point. Yeah. I mean, you, you can only free, free run for so long before it's like, okay, like if I actually want to get somewhere, you know, I got to lay out some, some roadmap here. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome, man. Well, appreciate that. So real quick, before we dive more into the business side of things, you know, what was the transition from Graniteville CrossFit to Waterford Fitness? Kind of how did that transpire? So it actually started at, as New London CrossFit. Now it's Gran Graniteville CrossFit, but it was New London CrossFit. Again, it's uh, being in the kind of the commercial gym space. Like I said, I started off in at Bally Total Fitness. I don't even know if that was people even know what that is. That's how long ago I was I've been in this this industry. Um but yeah it was more of a health club style. Then I moved over to Planet Fitness. So I kind of saw like the conventional gym style. Uh, I knew and the one thing I didn't know about is it's an it's an awesome business model, but it's very expensive to start because the cost of equipment, I mean just treadmills alone are like one treadmill is like ten thousand dollars. So the cost to start a commercial uh, gym business is very, very expensive. Um, but I did want to have that part of what I did because I do love the commercial gym space. So yeah, I started off as CrossFit because the barrier of entry was, and I love CrossFit. Don't get me wrong. I was, like I said, I was an athlete my whole life. Once I got out of college, I had nothing going for me, right? I was just working, uh, getting lazy. And then CrossFit was introduced to me and I it was competitive again. I, I loved it. I love, I still love CrossFit and I loved everything about it. So I had the opportunity to get in CrossFit. It was a low barrier of entry for cost to get into and have your own gym, right? You have some of the gym equipment we built. It didn't even, you know, it was crazy. It was so underground when I got into it in 2008 that like, it was just awesome. Uh, so yeah, the, the cost to, to start a gym was very inexpensive. So I got to have my own gym without having to spend a lot of money, but I knew that I also wanted to have the conventional gym style. I knew that was going to be something that was going to be very profitable and, and make money. And, but not only that help a lot of people, because not everybody just wants to do CrossFit. Some people want personal training. Some people just want to come in, you know, for 30 minutes and grab a, a quick workout. Right. So I wanted to get more to the broad spectrum of health and wellness. And I didn't want just the one aspect of it and one niche was, which was CrossFit. So, yeah. So, so my goal from the beginning was to open up a facility that had CrossFit in it but it had so much more to offer than just CrossFit. But yeah, in the beginning, yeah, that's all I can afford was this little CrossFit box because again, it wasn't that expensive to start. Um, and then little by little, like I said, in the beginning, I just 
I knew that it, I had goals and where I wanted the gym to be. I had to just keep reinvesting uh, and not really pay myself too much. There was years that I did pay myself through the gym. Um, but, you know, through that, I would say, you know, I need to stop paying myself. I need to start putting money back into the business and, you know, reinvest and hold on to some cash and capital. And like I said, move on to another location. So I say, I guess I would say like a couple of locations were, so my first location, we only made it six months because we grew so fast and we did some damage to the floors, believe it or not, dead, deadlifting. So we had to move out of there. Uh, we moved to a larger facility. Um, so we were in that for like two years. I didn't pay myself for those two years. Then we got into a nicer facility, which was like eight, 9,000 square feet. And we were there for five years. In that five years, I said, you know, I, I did start paying myself because we were making really good money just as a CrossFit box. So I did pay myself for a couple of years. And that's when I kind of like stepped step back and said, you know, do I want to just do this CrossFit box thing or do I want to get to the bigger picture of where I want it to be? I said, when I started mapping it out and laying out the finance of what it was going to cost, I stopped paying myself. I started working like part-time jobs everywhere uh, to be able to, you know, afford to live. And then I started stacking money away again so that I can get the capital that I needed. So I didn't have to borrow because I'm not big on borrowing, right? I don't have a lot of debt, which is nice for my family. Um, a lot of things I do just, if I have the money, I buy it. Um, if I don't have the money, you know, very rarely do I finance it. Um, so again, it's been nice living debt-free, you know, football paid for me to go to college. My wife actually paid for herself to go to college. So we didn't have any debt going out again out of school. So it was nice. So for us, I mean, we do live, you know, pretty, you know, financially free from debt. So yeah, I, I just knew I had to reinvest the gym uh, and I wanted to be able to build it. So that's where I went from that small box, the little 1500 square feet to the, you know, 13,000 square foot gym that we have now. So that was kind of the, the, quick story of how it got to where it is. You know, I really just kept reinvesting, um, setting back, not paying myself sometimes working part-time jobs, but my vision was always to have that big, like the gym that we have now, it kind of, I say maybe in the, the peak of CrossFit when we were absolutely smashing it, making a lot of money. Um, I maybe lost that vision a little bit. It was like, I, I think this could be the only thing I have to do. Um, uh, but as CrossFit started to, go down because they were popping up everywhere um you know that it, it hit its peak and it started to uh, go downwards again you know the money wasn't as coming in as plentiful as it was even though it was still doing great you could kind of see that it was trending downwards and it was going to slow down um that's where i initially said no i want to get back i want this this big gym where i can help a lot of people because our gym now it, it's not just fitness right we have you know nutrition in here we have massage therapists on staff we have physical therapists on staff um right now i have a chiropractor who's thinking about coming in and opening up three rooms of uh, this chiropractic business in here so it's become a wellness center we have a smoothie company that's in here that you know does like health smoothies so we do it's a full wellness center now it's not just a gym Awesome, man. That was going to be trying to lean into my next setup is, you know, your Waterford Fitness now, you know, if you were to give like your elevator pitch and all of the services that are offered, you know, what would that look like to somebody that walks into your facility brand new looking for a new fitness routine? Yeah. So it's again with fitness, everybody, when they find your gym, they're coming for results, period. Right. Um, 
so they're coming for results. You're you're going to sit them down talking about it because at the, at the end of the day, like we want to we want to sell them on the success of their of what they're looking for. So we want to deliver on that. So yeah, we'll sit them down, talk to them about their goals and, and what they're looking to do. But yeah, then we t- we talk of you know then we start asking questions like you know about how they're feeling about any injuries that they're having. And then we start to talk about the other services that we offer. So yeah, we'll go in and be like, yeah, you know, we have a massage therapist on staff who has worked with some of the, you know, a lot of professional athletes and some of the larger uh, collegiate athletes in our area. We have a physical, um, a massage therapist, sorry. We have a physical therapist on staff who now has, she has multiple practices after she started with us and she works with people with tons of different injuries and a lot of adaptive, right? So we have a lot of um, older patients and our older, I call them patients because they're her patients, but we have a lot of older members that she works with and a lot of adaptive members that she works with on top of a lot of our athletes as well. So, you know, if there's an injury that she can treat, we'll introduce uh, the prospective client to her. Um, Same thing with our our massage therapist, if it's something nutrition related, we'll introduce them to, you know, our, our nutrition coach who does all the nutrition. Um, and then based off of their goals, what they're looking to do, we'll push them into personal training. If it's something that we think that they need, or if it's just the 24 hour key card gym that they want to go work out on their own, or it's group training with our classes, our hit classes, our CrossFit classes. So yeah, we have a ton of different things to offer here. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's all about where we really try to tailor made and make, like make it tailor made to the, the client or the prospective client that's coming in. So we figure out their needs first. And then, yeah, while everybody, we show them around in the gym, but we figure and show them all the services we have. Really sit down one on a client and the prospect and figure out what's going to be best for them. And we say, hey, I think this is going to be the best direction for you, uh, for you to be successful. You know, if you're dealing with injuries, coming in, just working out isn't going to be the most beneficial for you. Well, it will help you. You know, you may want to see our physical therapist. Okay. Or you may want to see our massage therapist that can work on, you know, something that you're dealing with too. So, yeah, I mean. That's how we introduce. We base it all off the client's needs of where we push them and what, because again, for us, if we want to be a successful business, it's all about delivering the promise that we've given them. So if a client comes in and wants to see results, like they are when they're coming to the gym, they think that they just need the gym to see results. They don't realize there's so many other things involved that can help them get the results that they're looking for. So again, we make sure that we tailor the tour and go over the services that are best going to you know, fit them and get that thing. And you should try everything, right? Because then you're, you're not fulfilling on your promise of getting results. They're going to get lost. They're going to get frustrated. Um, They're probably not going to be there very long and they're going to quit. So we really make it, you know, a one-off for each person to, uh, you know, help them see the results they're looking for. Yeah, absolutely. What would you say, you know, just a quick number off the top of your head is the percentage of, people coming into you that either just do the 24 hour gym versus the people that are more inclined to do like PT or group classes. So I say we have a trying to think here. I'd say two thirds. If you want to probably two thirds of the people, the members that we have are just come in train on their own time. And then it, but that's because the again, it's because of it's like, if you know anything about like, well, you do because you say you've done group training is there's only so many people you can have in the space that you have, right? But that's what you're limited at. And that's where I saw and I realized was a problem too, is 
there's only it's one it's a lower barrier of entry right the cost of a, a regular conventional gym membership is nowhere near the cost of a 24-hour uh, uh, group training yeah. so our group yeah. training one it's a cost thing and two there's only so much space you can have when you're running crossfit you know a 15-person class is a monstrous class even the size of the space that we have which is like 4,000 square feet just for crossfit uh it's a my it's a lot of people in that space so you, there's barbells there's so much equipment you're using so you have that and then you have the gym space which is just you know 7000 square feet come in train anytime you want one person working in a little area at a time you could fit so many more people in that space so it's easier to market that lower the price lower the cost so you can get more people in so that's the way the business model works that's why planet fitnesses that are $10 a month have 10,000 members right the space is big they know that all those people aren't going to show up anyway um, because you know, it's only like 15, 10 to 15% usage of people who have regular basic memberships to a gym are going to show up where in a, uh, group model, it's way higher. I mean, we have like 85% usage, 90% usage because you're constantly in contact with those people. They're more goal driven. You're sitting down with people more often. You're seeing them all the time. You're working with them all the time. So they're coming in. So you can only have any members in a, a group training space. So it's just so much easier to get more members into just a conventional gym space uh, just because of space and size and, and, and everything like that. So yeah, I'd say two thirds of our members are, are uh, 24 hour, just regular key card, come in and train on your own and a third are probably classes. All right. And then roughly, you know, what would be like the total membership base that you guys have right now for the Waterford Fitness? Uh, about 600. Yeah, it varies. It'll go up and down depending on seasons between like 550, 600, a little bit higher, a little bit lower, but it's always, you know, towards the end of the year, it's definitely lower. Um, you know, at the beginning of the year, it's a lot higher. So I'd say we average about 600 something members. Yeah. And so the way your facility is set up, um, the group classes, like the Graniteville CrossFit and then the gym, is it, is it, obviously like the membership for the Waterford is separate than the group. Yeah. So our group training includes our, so we'll give them because it's $200 a month for our group training. Um, tried, it goes, it goes, but we've increased our rate. So now it's about $200 a month for our group training. It wasn't, it was like 150 and then kind of moved. It keeps moving itself up as you know, inflation keeps crushing everybody, but yeah, we've increased our rates for that, but we include the 24 hour key card gym with that. Uh, so we allow members if, Hey, if you're a member, Again, because you can, most of them aren't going to use it that much because uh, they're doing classes. They're getting, you know, what they want out of it. But we throw it on as a perk and say, you know, we include it. It's free. Uh, you can have that um, included in it. And then we, um, for the 24-hour, just a key card gym, which is, like I said, the conventional gym, we charge almost, I think it's about 50, 40, 45 to $50 a month. And then personal training, that varies. I mean, we charge $125, $150 an hour, depending on, you know, what they're looking for, what it's going to include, you know, in nutrition, we charge, um, you know, it's more of an initial nutrition consult. We set their nutrition up, but then it's more of an accountability thing. So that's the thing with nutrition is it's a lot of accountability. It's not constantly changing their nutrition, right? We do, we base it off of what they're looking for, what their needs are, um, you know, and that, that's tailor-made to them. But at the same time, it's not constantly like adjusting the nutrition. Once you basically have a good nutrition protocol in place, it's all about accountability. So, you know, we charge, you know, 
I, I don't want to disclose that. <laughs> we charge a lot <laughs> for nutrition, but I don't want to disclose that number. That is okay. Yeah, no, not at all. Uh, nutrition, obviously, it's it's a wide range of prices, and you know, like what what is required from you know member to coach and things like that. So yeah, um, yeah. So we have in that 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 six hundred members is not even including all the like personal training clients and um all our nutrition clients we kind of like i keep that separate from our, our gym membership which is the uh 24 hour key card and the, the group training anything that's private based we have as something as completely different we don't even count those as members because i have personal training and group training and um personal training and uh nutrition consulting i mean it's always up and down so when i'm looking at our numbers I don't like, it's not always reoccurring where, yeah, I've had personal training clients for like 10 years. Um, but that's rare. They come and go They're They're here for short periods of time. So when I, when I look at our membership base, I just want to know what our recurring membership base is yeah. consistently. So yeah, all our nutrition clients and our personal training clients, that's, that's completely separate. I don't even consider them. Um, I don't consider them as like gym members because again, it's not reoccurring all the time. Yeah, that makes sense. It's better to try just, you know, what's coming in every single month versus, you know, yeah. one month here, one month there. Yeah, I call, I consider that like over the counter money. Um, you know, what comes in monthly over the counter, um, that would be considered kind of like that, even though other people wouldn't do that. Uh, I do because I just like to see when I'm setting up goals for the business and bills and everything, I, I want to see what, um, you know, what's reoccurring so I, I can set a definitive, you know, roadmap for each month of what needs to be taken care of and where we need to be. Yeah, absolutely. So with goals and, you know, the bills and the business, things like that, and obviously you being a competitive athlete in college and stuff like that, you know, what's, what's kind of your big goals top of mind for, you know, the rest of this year, the next coming years with, you know, where you are now, you know, where, where do you want to take this thing? Yeah. I mean, keep growing it. I mean, again, it's, it's hard to grow the, the group training. You eventually run out of space. Um, you can keep trying to pack them in. That's why we don't only do just CrossFit. We started incorporating a few years ago, like hit classes because you don't use as much equipment. You use more like dumbbells and kettlebells and you can get, and you know, we still use rowers and cardio equipment, but you can pack more people into that space. So we can keep growing that out. Our CrossFit, we can grow a little more. I mean, you can always grow, but again, you based off of space, when it comes to group training, you can only grow so big, but yeah, yeah. just. The goal is to keep growing. I mean, the 24-hour key card gym, that can keep growing. Uh, we try to cap it where there's only, you know, the goal is to stay under 500 members for our key card gym. Like, we don't want to, again, we don't want to be one of those places where so many people are on equipment, it's busy, like, they can't do anything, because that frustrates people as well. So that's why we set our, our membership rate a lot higher than most, like, regular conventional gyms. Yeah. Some gyms charge 10 and $20 a month. Now that's what you're seeing at like a, a, a conventional gym. We're charging almost 50 because again, once you look at it and you have to cap things, you have to make sure you're making enough money once you cap it. Um, so yeah, so we set it higher. We're definitely, once we hit 500 members, just in our key card gym, that's, that's capped off. We probably won't accept any more. There'll be a waiting list, but I don't think that'll ever happen um because of our price point i think we set our price point perfect where we'll stay at that like 400 you know 350 400 um you know members which is good but yeah i mean it's about being consistent right we've been in business we're 
there's a point where you're not just going to keep growing infinite amount of time where you can still make money. We're doing very, very well. Yeah, it's always good to add a little bit more on, but it's to stay consistent with what we're doing, right? We're delivering results. We have unbelievable track record for results with our, our members. We spend a lot of time, right? Business, there's that's the thing with business. And a lot of people, like I said, I consult with them, don't understand is business is very, very simple. It's very simple. The execution is where it's very hard, right? There's, when it's a business, you have your product and service. You got to know how to market that product and service. You got to sell that product and service. You have to fulfill on that product and service. And then you have to know your numbers. That's the five basic, like really principles of business. So we, we know our product and our service and what we, 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 what we offer. We do a very good job in the marketing. And that's a lot of what I do now is a lot of our marketing. Um, you know, I do a lot of that stuff and I hang out with our members, right? I don't coach very much anymore. I have some one-on-one -on -one clients that I've had for a long time. But what I do is a lot of, you know, a lot of our marketing, the back-end stuff, and then hanging out with the members and just shooting the shit with them, asking them questions and being the guy that they can like talk to and their leader. And anytime they have questions, be able to answer those questions and, you know, kind of be there for them and be their support system. So we're very good with our marketing. So we do a great job at that. We're, our sales are just amazing. All right. We have a great sales process. So that's on point. But the fulfillment side of things is always where it struggles, right? Um, because you, the more you grow, the harder it is to take care of everybody in your gym, right? So we get bigger and we get bigger. You have to make sure you have the right people in place to reach out to members and see if they're doing okay, right? Once you have your members in your facility and they're seeing success, it's easy to keep them. But the problem is as you're getting new members in, you know, it's not as easy to keep those members. So you've got to work really hard on that end of things to be on top of them, be help, hold them accountable, get them in, in the door. You know, we have a lot of things going on with our gym to do that. So a lot of what my goals are is just be consistently good at what we're doing, right? Because that's going to keep people here. Um, the gym's doing very well. It's going to keep people here. We're, you know, people aren't going to be canceling. We're still going to get some new members in every month. Um, so, yeah, I mean, our my goals at this point in time are always to just get better at what we're doing, right? All those, you know, five fundamental principles of owning a business is like keep getting better at those things. Because, again, you can only grow so much um, in this type of uh, this type of industry. You can only pack so many people in your gym without it getting too overcrowded. So we're doing very well. We have a great membership base. Uh, and now it's really staying consistent, like doing those things. Like that's what we focus on. We have meetings on that every week of like, are we doing those five basic principles like a business, like consistently and doing them well. So that's what we, that's our goals. Now, those are our like long-term goals. Just keep getting better at those things. Cause there's always room for improvement. There's always room for improvement in those things. Yeah, absolutely. There's always room for me. You gotta be, you gotta be coachable, you know, day in and day out whether it's, you know, from a, a management standpoint, a sales standpoint, an ownership standpoint, you know, they're, they're, every day there's something new coming up. Absolutely. When marketing is changing all the time. That's why I love doing it because it's constantly changing. There's so many different things out there, so many different creative ways to get people, you know, five, six years ago, digital marketing was like the cat's ass. Everybody was doing it and it was crushing. You didn't have to worry about any other kind of marketing because we run an ad campaign for a thousand dollars. I get 200 leads in. I mean, I, Ultimately, like, that's what you want. You want traffic to your business. So we would be absolutely crushing it. And you kind of neglect those other things of like, you know, business to business. And they start to neglect the, um, you know, member referral programs. And you start to neglect those things because you got so many leads coming in. And then 
as the, the shift starts to happen and everybody starts doing that, the cost per lead starts to go up. You have to start going back to all those other creative ways to get people in your door. So it's fun. I mean, I love the marketing side of it. It's like a big game to me of like trying to get traffic and generate traffic. Um, so yeah, that's always changing. The sales side of things, you can always get better, right? You can always get better at the way you, you know, meet a client or treat a client when they come in the door and talk to a client and how to get them to see the results that they're looking to get visually, you know, and build that dream and that image in their head. And the fulfillment side of things can always be, you know, you can always get better at that. It's, it's a never ending battle of trying to like satisfy and make people happy and, and, and deliver on the promise that you gave them when you sat them down in that sales, that sales meeting. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it, those three things can always be changing and I can always be getting better at. So I love it. Awesome, man. So you touched on marketing. So let's kind of dive into, you know, some business side of things, you know, where do the majority of your leads come in from as of right now? Um, I mean, so we focus on five things. We focus on uh, digital, we focus on print. So we do do print, we do business to business, we do um, referral programs, and then like, um, which we haven't got into big time yet. And we're going to start getting into more of like uh, billboards and mobile billboards and stuff like that. So those are, you know, those five things that we really focus on when it comes to digital, you know, we have our email marketing, text message campaigns. We have, you know, we do Facebook ads. So that's all digital stuff that we send out. And a lot of our leads will come through there still. Um, it's hard when you're doing print. You know, the good thing is now we have funnels. We build uh, sales funnels for, or, or marketing funnels for anything that we do. So if we have a um, a flyer that goes out or a uh, mail or a postcard goes out, there's a little QR code on the bottom. So you can just scan it with your phone and it'll take you right to a, a, a funnel page that'll help navigate you through the sales process to try to book a appointment to come in. Um, so we're able to track that now. We're back in the day, you never really had a way of tracking that stuff. You just, if you sent out postcards, you didn't know if you're getting the postcards in or not. People would just come in off the street. You'd have to ask them, um, you know, how'd you hear about us? Maybe they say that you got a postcard or not. So you're able to track the postcards a little bit differently now or any kind of uh, mailers differently. So, you know, we definitely do mailers. We do get a pretty good amount of that that come in. Um, so yeah, we, we do that. We, the business, the business, uh, business to business is cool. I mean, you meet a lot of people. Um, you never get any signups through business to business, right? You directly at that time, but you do make a lot of good contacts. So, you know, people will come in through just, you know, networking that way and referral programs, right? Referrals are huge. So you got to have a good referral program or referral program in your business. If you want to be successful, especially in this type of business. So, you know, we have a good referral program set up, um, where we help try to, you know, get new members in every time that a, a person signs up, try to get them to bring new members in with them. So, and we have a great referral program. So right now I would say referrals, we do a great job on and uh, digital through our email marketing, text message campaigns and our uh, Facebook marketing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you mentioned, you know, you do a lot of the marketing. So do you, set up like the targeted ads and things like that or do you kind of you know congregate with like a company that does the ads to push out or is it mainly just you that does it all i, I do it all yeah over five years ago five four five years ago yeah i'd say five years ago right before we opened this facility i saw the way digital marketing was going and it really wasn't a lot of digital marketing um companies really out there yet uh doing all that stuff 
um, like promoting to us. So I figured out, I watched a lot of videos on it. Uh, I read some stuff on it and really paid attention to it and, you know, uh, figured out how to do all the setting up all my ads and everything. Then I started learning about funnels. I started with click funnels and I started, you know, learning about funnels and how to set sales funnels up and help get people to navigate through the process because, you know, again, you want to make sure there's a call to action. If there's a call to action, you know, they can, you'll get them to sign up if you have a good sales pro, if you have a good uh, funnel and a good follow-up process. So I started learning how to do all that. So yeah, I taught myself how to do it all over the last few years. And yeah, I, I set all that stuff up. That's awesome, man. Marketing is one of the most difficult because there's so many different ways to do it. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's difficult because it's time consuming, right? So like I said, the five basic principles of business are it's, tell you that like business is hard or, or they get, come up with all these like, not that business is hard, that it's complicated, that it, they just want to hear themselves talking. They want to sound more educated than they are because they own a business and they want people to like, like I said, look up to them like this big business owner. Business is simple. It really is. Executing is the hard part, right? So if you're willing to work, if you're willing to grind, if you're willing to put in the time uh, and the effort to, you know, work on those and get better at those things, uh, you're going to be successful. So again, it's all about the execution. It's not about how hard business is because again, it's, it really comes down to those five principles. It's, you know, understanding your product and service, marketing your product and service, selling your product and service, or service, um, fulfilling on your product or service, and then understanding all your finances. Again, it's that simple. That's business. Uh, just, you know, being disciplined enough to do the things that you need to do within those principles to make your business to be successful. So, yeah. Absolutely, man. And so with, with the amount of leads, you know, is, is it something that, you know, you're getting an adequate amount of leads that will continue to keep the gym to grow or is it something like you said that it's always changing there's always different ads different funnels different you know clicks and things like that um you know what would you what would you say is like the the average number of leads that you get on a monthly basis so now we we focus on only an x amount of leads right where when we first opened this place 200 leads that was amazing and that was a lot of work because not only was i the at the time when we first opened this place was I the marketer, I was the salesperson and the fulfillment side of things. Um, so you needed a lot of leads to come in because, you know, if you're trying to wear all the hats as a business person, you're going to fail somewhere. Um, so I'd get really good in the marketing side of things. Right. And I get all these people in. So, but now I got to focus on trying to sell everybody, set up all these appointments, sell all these people. And then you also have to fulfill on the promise that you sat with them where you're just a liar, right? You're not, your business is never going to be successful if you're getting them in the door and then they're just walking out the door because they're not seeing results. So if you're really focusing on the fulfillment side of things, guess what's going to suffer? Your, your marketing, right? Because you just don't have the time to spend that it takes to do all the marketing properly. If you're focusing on all your marketing at all the time, you're going to lose people on the fulfillment side of things because I promise you, you're not going to be able to um, work with everybody that came in your door and get them to be satisfied and see the results they want to get. So that's where, again, I understand where people are wearing all their hats. When I am meeting with different business owners, I say, you need to find someone that's going to help you market and invest into that immediately, or find someone who's going to help you with the fulfillment side of things. You know, you can't do both of them. It's really, really, really challenging to do. Um, so for me now is we are in a great place with our gym and too much growth each month would be a bad thing for us, right? You don't want to have too much growth. So yeah, you're always going to have a fall off of about three to four, maybe 5% 
every month of cancellations. That's just part of business. And people aren't going to be with you for the rest of their lives. There's no such thing as a lifetime customer. Um, I know people want to say that there is, but there's not. You know, people do move on, um, especially in this space. People get lazy. People get tired. They don't want to work out. They There's a litany of excuses, right? So there's never going to be a lifetime client. I've had clients for 15 years, but I promise you, eventually that client will go. If I go, they ain't going to be there anymore. So clients, there's no such thing as a really lifetime client. So you have to always have new members coming in. So yeah, if we're having a 5%, you know, or 3% or 5% drop off every month, you have to make sure you're making that up, right? So you have to have exit, you know, if we have, you know, we know how many members we're probably going to project to lose every month. So we have to have that many members in. And based off of how many new members we need to get each month, there's a whole reverse engineering of how to get X amount of traffic to come in, right? So we know how, you know, if we have a 75 to 80% closing rate, 90%, depending on, you know, where we're at, we need to know, you know, how many um, appointments we have to have booked and then back that up. We know that, you know, 50% of the people are going to book appointments. If we have a good follow-up sequence, maybe 60, 70%. Okay. So now we need to know based off of that, how many, um, you know, how many leads we need to come in. And based off of that, we need to know the conversion rate from, you know, from, you know, uh, things that are going out there to convert to traffic, actual traffic to convert to a traffic to conversion, conversion to lead. So it's, you know, it's, it's a, you know, reverse engineering of the process to know how much traffic we need. And based off of how much traffic I need, I can decide how much I'm going to spend on ads, what type of, um, how hard I have to push business to business that much month, how much I have to, you know, email campaigns or, or if I want to run some kinds of, uh, um, different types of lead gen, it's, there's a lot that gets involved in marketing, right? I can give, I can literally give a lesson in a, a full on like course on, on this thing based off of knowing what your key performance indicators are to know how many members you need to get each month to how much traffic you need. Right. So, yeah, I mean, it's, in a little quick podcast, I mean, that's the short end of it. I need to, I know my, what my key performance indicators are based off of how much traffic I need to turn them into a conversion to a prospect, to turn them into actually getting the book to show, getting them to, you know, selling them and then to getting an actual client. So yeah, I mean, it's a lot. <laughs> marketing again is, it's the marketing. Everything is simple. The basic principles, the hard part is executing on it and knowing all the information. Yeah. Information is key. So again, I, I don't, it's always, it's always, we know we're going to have a three to 5% drop off every month. You know, we want to make sure we're getting that in and then a few extra members every month. Yeah. That's, that's, right. where, that's where we want to be is as at the end of the month. And that's what we look for. Yeah. You're pretty calculated when it comes to, you know, like this is what I need. This is how I know I got to get there and then execute. Yeah. I mean, it's important. I mean, Hey, I, again, I tried running my business without knowing that stuff. And it was just a revolving door and it was nonstop grinding and working, but eventually you have to, you have to learn. I mean, I learned the hard way. That's why I consult with people now. And I work with gym owners, not just gym owners. I mean, not a lot of gym owners. I work with more like uh, open business um, people who are thinking about opening up a business. I say, Hey, let me cut this out for you because this is going to take you a long time to learn on your own. Let me show you like actually how to, get this set up, how you should be running your business, what you should be looking for. Um, and, you know, help them uh, be successful from day one, instead of grinding it out for five years and smashing your head against the wall because you're failing like <laughs> constantly, you know, 
let my failures be your successes. So that's what I tell them all the time. Yeah, absolutely. It's like the, the quote, even, even when I lose, I still win because when I lose, I'm figuring out what happens. So that way I can continue to win. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Every time I, every, that's the thing is anytime a member leaves the door, even leaves our door, even if I know I've done everything I can to keep help them. And it's just what it is. People are going to, I still blame myself and I still say, what can I have done better to keep that member, right? What can I have done better to keep that member here longer? Um, and so again, even though we have a great, like our retention is phenomenal and the average customer lifespan in our gym is really, really, really good. And, you know, better than most, but I still look at myself and say, what can I have done better? Right. Well, can I, anytime something goes wrong in the gym, anything, you know, even when I first started, I was always saying to myself, what can I have done better and started researching to try to make it better. Right. And that's the important thing is, you know, a lot of, a lot of people want to place blame, especially, you know, people in management or high up or owners or in a powerful position in a business always want to blame the other people around them, why things aren't working. But if you, you know, really look inward every time something goes wrong and says, what can I have done better? I promise you, you'll find out there was something you could have done better. You know, if you lost, had an employee that was, you know, complacent or not doing things. And you started losing members because this member was their coach was on their cell phone or now I guarantee you that you became complacent and allowed and allowed that person to little by little get bad at what they're doing. You didn't set them up for success. Well, so you could have done a better job to make your coach a better coach so that you didn't lose that customer. And it, that was just like one example of a thousand things that could be going on in your business. Like you, you own a business, you are the problem every time if something doesn't go right and you need to figure out how you can fix it. Um, and don't blame other people around you. Blame yourself. Again, if there's people around you who aren't doing their job, it's probably because you didn't set the right expectations for them to be doing a job the right way. And every time that I've run into that, yeah, it was me. I got, I got lazy. I got complacent with our coaches or I our sales process or whatever it is. So yeah, it's always, it's always the, the person at the top. <laughs> Don't let anyone else tell you different. Yeah, absolutely. Well, hey Mike, I think that's a good place to wrap up for time. I got two last quick things for you. First one is somebody that was going into their own business, fitness entrepreneurship, you know, whether it's kickboxing, CrossFit, big box gym, like yourself, you know, what words of advice would you give somebody to start? I mean, just through lessons that I've learned is hire somebody to help you. Um, again, I talked about this is you're trying to do wear all the hats, your marketing, right? If you're, you're doing all the sales, you're trying to do the fulfillment side of things. You'll grow a lot faster and scale a lot faster. If you have somebody with you, that's helping you. Okay. That's a, that's a huge thing. And you may not have the money right now, or you may say, I don't, I don't have the money to do that right now, but you may have to, you know, lighten up where you spend your money somewhere else and invest into a person to help you grow your business. Because if you want to scale quicker, two people are way better than one um, because someone's got to do all the marketing unless you outsource, right? If you outsource and if it's not, if you don't hire somebody, you can always outsource. So you can outsource and hire a marketing company to do all your marketing and get all your leads for you. That's great. Then you can focus on sales and fulfillment side of things. Um, but you've got to make sure that you invest that money to help you with your business and not just try to do it all at once uh, by yourself because you're for every five new members you get in, you're going to lose five or six because you're pissing them off or that you're not fulfilling on what you promised. 
Um, and if you're working too hard, like fulfilling on what you promised, I guarantee you're not able to do all the marketing the way you're supposed to do it to get people in the door. Yeah, absolutely. Love that, man. And then obviously last but not least is go ahead and give a shout out for all the ways that our listeners can reach your facility, whether it's social media, websites. Yeah. I mean, you can go to our website, waterforfitness.com. We're building another new website for Graniteville CrossFit, um, which will be graniteville.crossfit.com. I'm sure um, that's getting in the works right now. You can go to Instagram, uh, Water for Fitness and Training, Facebook, Water for Fitness and Training. Same thing with Graniteville. They have our Instagram, Graniteville CrossFit, Facebook, Graniteville CrossFit. Um, starting to dabble a little bit into that uh, TikTok thing. Uh, we'll see how that goes. I'm not a uh, I'm not a big producer of that type of content, but hey, who knows? Um, but yeah, I mean, you can reach out to us any way you want. But yeah, check us out if it's you know if you ever want to reach out to me. It's waterforfitness at yahoo.com is one of my emails. You can you know it's kind of where a lot of our stuff goes to. So you can we have info waterforfitness.com. But if you want to reach out to me um you know shoot me a message or you can go on my instagram or facebook and private message me if you have any questions about business you know i like helping people and just giving some you know tidbits of advice so yeah it's mike penta and i think uh the mental trainer is my uh um handle at uh instagram so i like that awesome I yeah, a lot of stuff is like a, that that people think it's because i like i am pretty whacked out but the uh but it's a lot about the mindset thing so we do a lot of mindset stuff here at the gym, right? To be successful, it's all about making the mindset shift. I'll leave you with this. Um, in, in in fitness industry, right? A lot of, we talk about people are looking to get results. A lot of people's results have to be mindset shift first. You know, you can have the greatest program out there. You can have the greatest fitness program and nutrition program. If you can't get people to be successful in those programs, those programs are worthless. And the only way they're going to be successful is if you can get them to change their habits and behaviors. Because most people coming to your gym, right, are unhealthy, unhappy. Most of it's a habit problem and a behavior problem. So you have to focus on that stuff first. So you really have to focus hard on getting these people to change their habits and behaviors. So if you want to be successful on the fulfillment side of things, have a great habits and behaviors program in set in place so that they can be successful in your program and they will be successful. Um, and that's why I wound up going with that handle a few years back is uh, because it was all mindset stuff that I work with. A lot of my clients that come in the door, it's all mindset stuff first. So. Yeah. hundred percent agree. Love that. It's all about, you got to change the mind before you can change the body. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Mike. Well, appreciate that. And everybody out there listening, if you're in the area, go check them out. Or if you just want to check and see all the cool things that he's doing, check them out anyways. Um, for everybody out there listening, if you want to be on our show, feel free to click on the link below, type in your information. We'll be able to get you on, share your perspective, and we'll have a conversation about it. But until then, y'all, that's been another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. Gym Lords, out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income.
You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Emily. And joining us on the show is Rob from Train Together out of Washington. What's going on, Rob? How are you doing today? Good. I'm good. How are you? I'm good, man. Thank you for asking. So before we dive into the nitty gritty of what you guys have going on at Train Together, tell us a little bit about how you describe your business to people and what made you want to start this gym in the first place? Um, so basically, you know, we, we have kind of a saying here, you know, like I always have, I always say, uh, you know, bees have hives, humans have tribes. So I was trying to, to put together like a community of people all kind of with like the same goals, um, everything like that. And like, I really wanted to affect change in those people who, you know, like aren't maybe aren't motivated to go to the gym or have never been before and like need like a starting, a starting point. But I wanted something that still, you know, even even up to like athletes and stuff like that could could train at, get a good workout. Um, so basically, I mean, the way the way I kind of when I describe the gym to people is, you know, like we're, we're a, a family. You know, I try I try and keep everything a family. Anybody can approach me if they got a problem, if, you know, like they can't, you know, this month they can't pay their membership. We'll work something out. Right. Like I just want to to help people. Um, everything is straight up front from, you know, no hidden charges in anything. I, I, I don't do sign up fees. I don't do all the other little nickel and dime stuff. My price is my price. And once you come in, you're at that price, you're at that price. So, you know, I have people that are still paying from five years ago. They're still paying the same, same price. You know, uh, I, I don't, you know, as my price increases, I keep everything the same. So I just want people come in, know that they're not going to get, you know, somebody trying to just like nickel and dime them and this month it's going to go up and next month it's going to go up anything like that. That, that should be the last of their worries. They just need a place they can come in train. Um, basically, you know, like if you go to your average gym, the gym provides equipment. That's about it. Right. I, I provide the equipment. I set up the workouts. You know, I, I design all the programs. We give nutrition advice. We're here to motivate you. We're here to make sure that you do things correctly. A regular gym, you know, that just has equipment, doesn't do any of those things. You have to pay somebody extra on top to do those. So I'm, I'm trying to give everybody the whole package all in one place. Yeah, very nice, very nice. So before you decided to open Train Together, were you already working in the fitness industry? Yeah, so... I mean, going back 20 years, um, I got out of the Marine Corps in 2002 as I was, you know, like doing, doing some things with our fitness program there and everything, helping, um, people pass the fitness test, things like that started training, you know, just, just people in the gym kind of on the side because I really, really enjoyed it. Um, got out, moved, moved back home, started doing a little bit with, uh, some baseball players at the, the community college and stuff like that. Um, training people in gyms here and there and just, you know, just kind of fell in love with it. And I'm the type of person, like when there's something I really enjoy, I'm going to go all in and kind of like figure everything out on it. Um, and, you know, like basically had, had kind of this false mindset of, I don't want to ruin the thing I love by turning it into a job. So I didn't really do it for money. I just did it because I love doing it, um, for a long time. And then 
you know, eventually, uh, it was like, well, maybe, you know, maybe I can make a little money on the side and do this and started, started doing it. And, you know, when people are paying you, um, they're a little bit more motivated, you know, to, to take advantage of, of the service. And, you know, I just, I just fell in love with it even more. Um, that kind of led me down that path of just being a personal trainer. Um, I trained, you know, out of, out of my garage to start with, I just bought whatever equipment I could. I would train people and buy more equipment, train people and buy more equipment. It wasn't really something that I did to, to make money, you know, to add to, it was, it was something I did to, to earn enough money to buy more equipment so I could train people better. Um, to the point where I eventually got, uh, equipment that I could go to people's houses and train. So, um, the one thing that was kind of lacking is I'd get people like, I really want to train, but you know, I have kids and I can't really find anybody and you know, I can't leave the house or whatever it may be. And so that led me down, you know, starting my first actual business of mobile training where I would go to people's houses and I would train them in their houses, bring all the equipment they needed, teach them how to do stuff with minimal equipment, you know, kind of get them started, teach them all the things they wanted, you know, needed to know so that they could go kind of on their own. Um, then that kind of translated into, you know, like I've, I've got so many people now I need a place to do it. And I was, I was at a job that I hated and I was just looking at uh, kind of real estate and I found a place, you know, the lease was good. It was like 50 cents a square foot. I couldn't pass it up. So I jumped on it and I just like, I'm going to go all in on this. So I started doing that, did the personal training thing while I was working another job, but where I'm located at, there's, you know, a big supermarket we have out here called Winco. And I go over there, I kind of get my lunch for the day and everything like that. And then I share a parking lot with Arby's, right? So I'm like walking over to get food, you know, like walking through the grocery store or just sitting there watching people pull in and out of Arby's. And I'm just like, man, like these people, you know, like they, they know nothing about nutrition. They know nothing about health. You know, like I need to be able to help more people. Um, and the way that I saw that was through the group fitness. So I kind of, you know, like talked to the landlord, was able to get the space next door, you know, worked out a deal and um, opened up. Alrighty, so let's go ahead and transition to talking about how you have gotten people into the door. So in terms of marketing, what do you guys typically do for that? Um, where we where we're located at, you know, we're we're talking, you know, the surrounding areas like a hundred thousand people. Um, so it's not a really big area. And you know, I have, I have buddies in like the restaurant industry and, and different industries and stuff like that. And the things that work and say like a bigger, a little bit bigger city just don't seem to work here. Um, this is what we, we kind of like my friends are referred to as a handshake town um, where, you know, like if somebody's looking for a restaurant, they don't necessarily Google like, Oh, what's the best place. They ask their friend like, Hey, what do you like for Mexican or whatever? Right. So like, like, the internet searches and stuff like that, it's great for getting your your logo, your name in front of people. But 99% of the people that walk through the door are referrals. You know, people like, oh, I've drove by, you know, every day for years. And then I was talking to one of my friends and they're like, oh yeah, I go to train together. And so I decided to try it out, right? Like you can get in front of them as many times as you want, all this stuff, but 
if people aren't out there singing your praises in this area, it's just not going to happen. You know, so the majority of people that, that we get through the door are referrals. Okay. So word of mouth referrals. That's really interesting. Um, yeah. Are you guys on social media as well? Yeah. So we do, you know, I do stuff on Instagram, Facebook. I run ads, all the stuff. I ask everybody who comes in, Hey, how did you, how did you hear about us? You know, like, I just want to know like where, and you know, right now I'm kind of running the show. So pretty much everybody that comes through the door, I get to talk to one-on-one figure out and hands down, no matter how many ads we run, no matter how much stuff we do on Instagram, it's overwhelmingly, Oh, so-and-so comes here and they, they told me I should come check it out. So, you know, with that, I figure, you know, I can give, you know, $50 to, to Facebook, right. Or Instagram or whatever. Um, or, you know, for possibly, hopefully I get maybe a lead or I can give my members $50 if they refer somebody that signs up. So that's, that's what I do is I run kind of a referral program where, if you refer somebody, that person signs up for a membership, then you get $50. Either way, I'm ahead money at that point. You know, the, the first month's, mem- month's membership covers, easily covers that $50. I'm making more money than I would have otherwise. I gave money to one of my members rather than some big corporation somewhere. And it encourages people to go out and, you know, spread the word doesn't take a lot of encouragement. Everybody really loves, you know, the group fitness stuff. Um, People are constantly, you know, bringing people in, referring people, all that stuff. So having those human billboards out there is, is, you know, like a really big thing for us. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, So we haven't really like touched on the goals that you're working towards. um, But like, as far as, you know, where the gym is at, is your goal to continue to grow and help more people? Yeah. I mean, that, that's always my goal is to help as many people as possible. Um, ideally, you know, like I would like to get to the point where, you know, like I'm not, I'm not a business operator. I'm a business owner, you know, um, I'm, I'm kind of doing things behind scenes and I have other people group fitness getting in front up in front of people is never really my, my gig. I'll, I'll do it and I'll be the best, you know, that I can be at it. But, um, if I can get somebody else to teach the classes, you know, I get to that point, then, that's, that's kind of the, the way I'm headed. Um, my real dream is to have, you know, a commercial gym, like full size, regular gym, 24 hour card access type gym. Um, but that includes also train together, train with knowledge. So you can get personal training. You can do group classes. You can just work out in the gym. You can do everything kind of all in one place. Um, that's what like the, the city is really lacking is it doesn't have one thing it has you know some group class things different ones different places what i do it has you know some spin studios it has some some big you know big name gyms like snap fitness and planet fitness and stuff like that but you know those there's only certain people that want to go to those places it has some other other gyms but they're not 24 hour you know we live in a in a mill mill town so a lot of mill workers and stuff like that and so people working odd hours and stuff like that you know people want that that 24 hour kind of access so that that's my goal is to work towards eventually being able to do that 
Nice, nice, nice. Okay, so I do, I do remember you saying that uh, you kind of are a one-man show right now. Um, yeah. So you're teaching a lot of classes and doing a lot of personal training. What systems do you have in place to make sure things run as smoothly as possible? Um, so I have, I have an accountant, you know, that, that helps me with all kind of the back end stuff, but, uh, I run gym master software. Um, so that, you know, that really helps it. It's, it does a lot of things, um, for me, like more things than I know how to do. Like every now and then I kind of impress myself cause I find something and I can figure out how it works, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, you know, fully automated, it sends out emails to people, tracks, you know, their membership, um, does, does kind of all the accounting type stuff for me. Um, anything I need, I can, I can eventually find it. Their customer service is great. Cause I can call them and be like, Hey, this is what I'm trying to do. And I have absolutely no idea how to do it. And they're like out of New Zealand anyways. So, um, you get to talk to somebody with like a cool accent anyways. So customer <laughs> service is pretty nice and, mm-hmm. uh, basically can kind of figure everything out. So that, I mean, just that in general helps me. And then, uh, you know, as far as, like some of the other stuff, I'm maybe not like the most organized person. If somebody comes in and kind of looks at what I have going, it, it, it looks very disheveled and disorganized, but I have a system for how I do things. Um, it, a lot of it's in my head. So kind of one of my challenges is figuring out how to get, get things out of my head to where I don't have to be the one there. And I'm kind of at that, you know, I, I call it growing pains where I'm at the certain point where there's a lot of things I would like for other people to take over because I'm just stressed with time, but I just don't have the revenue coming in to pay those people to take over. So if I can just push past that hump, then, you know, I, I see kind of everything will kind of snowball from there. It's just, you know, kind of getting, getting through that like rough spot, you know, like being able to go from teaching every single class and training every single client to, to having, um, you know, some, some people teach classes for me in the evening, a couple coaches that, that do evening classes for me that freed up my evening to train more clients and, you know, to have a little bit of free time or whatever, um, to where I can work on other things that, that it isn't just training, you know, that makes sense. And that was actually going to be my next question. So, I mean, eventually you are going to get, you know, some of your time back and I have to train, um, and, and work so many classes. What are you exactly? So when you get your time back, what are you going to do with that time to either personally or, you know, like help continue to grow the business? Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, that basically that time is just going to go towards, you know, growing, growing the business. I mean, um, I mean, like quite honestly, like one of the big, big drivers for me, um, I have, I have two little girls, eight and 12, uh, Sadie and Olivia. And when I was working at a mill, and like I said, I hated my job. I was, I was tied down to their hours, everything like that. And I was like, you know, like there'd be a school concert come up. I couldn't get to it. There'd be something happen. I couldn't go, you know, like the worst was, you know, when there'd be like father's day and the kids would have like a father's breakfast type thing, right? Dads and donuts. And I'm like, I got to work today. You know, like I got to a point where I was like, man, they're, they're starting to be aware of, you know, that the dad's not around for all these big things and that just killed me. So I was like, no more. So now, you know, like if I have to, you know, if I have to cancel a class cause I can't find one of the coaches to, to cover for me while I go do something with my girls, I'll do it. I don't like it. 
but yeah. like I said, we're a family here. So like the members all understand. I just, I just tell them like straight up, like, like Olivia has this thing going on. I really want to go to it. So I can't find anybody, you know, and I've had members that were like, well, I can teach that class for you. And they'll, they'll step up, but they've been coming. They know all the things. I just run them through, you know, the basics real quick and they do a great job and they, they cover for me and everybody completely understands. And it's, you know, kind of the best feeling having that. So, I mean, ultimately maybe spend a little bit more time with my kids, but yeah. you know, grow the business so that I can spend that time with Absolutely. my kids, you know, um, you know, whether it's just, you know, maybe, maybe working on eventually getting to that point where I work on a new location where I can do the build out, um, on a new location. I mean, that's, that's one of the things with this place, you know, is like, I put, you know, all of my savings into building this business. Um, I did it all myself. Uh, basically I kind of have this philosophy. Um, you know, you set a goal. I, I want, I want to set that goal so that if I fail at that goal, it looks like success to everybody else. Right. So, um, basically when I started to build out on, on this place, it was an empty room. Uh, I said, I'm going to do it in three months. Well, I failed. I did it in three months and 12 days, but you know, I could have sat back and could have said, I can do it in six months. And I would have, I would have been able to do it in six months, but that would have, in my eyes, that would have been failure because I could have done it in three months, 12 days. But yeah. you know, I did everything from laying the floor to the paint, to building walls, to, I did it all as much as possible as myself, my cousin, um, he's the contractor. He came home, helped me, you know, hang some sheetrock, helped me put up some walls and stuff like that. But for the majority, it was just me here 16, 18 hours a day doing the build out, you know? So if I get to the point where I have more free time and I can open a new location, my time's all going to be, you know, pretty much, I'd rather do something myself than pay somebody to do something that I can do, you know? So, um, just, just trying to grow as much as possible. That's beautiful. I really like that you have, uh, kind of going back a little bit that you have the support of your community, you know, when it comes to you, maybe need to, you need to cancel class to go to one of your daughter's events. I think that's really cool. Yeah. I think that's really cool. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a really great feeling when, when people are like, you know, like, cause I, I kind of ham and haw about it, you know, and I'm like, yeah, I don't really know, you know, and like, people are like, go, go, we'll be fine. It's fine. Go, you know, like, and that's like a really great feeling when you have, you know, that much support from people. It's, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Well, keep up the good work, man. So, Thanks. um, as we've kind of been talking, um, about some of the goals, one of your goals is to eventually open up like a commercial gym or like a health club. Yeah. Um, what are like kind of like the most, immediate goals that you have for train together right now like i know that you're definitely looking for you know some other coaches and trainers so you can get a little bit more of your time back do some things to to actually continue to grow the business um like so what needs to happen uh business-wise in order for you to continue to to grow like you want to um i feel like quite honestly i need to get out of my own way um you know there's there's a lot of stuff that i just you know like I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of holding on to doing these tasks that I don't necessarily need to out of like kind of a, a control, you know, like, um, and a lot of it just goes to, I am the business, right? Like, like it's my face. Everybody knows, um, when, when you associate the business with me, you know, like 
then anything that the business does, whether it's like advertising or anything like that, in, in my mind is a direct reflection of me. Mm-hmm. Um, the quality of the workouts is a direct reflection of me. So I want to make sure they're the best that they can be. So I set up all the, all the workouts, right? I design all the programs, everything like that. Um, you know, if you took like, like a planet fitness, you, you don't know who, who's behind that, right? Like you can, you know what I'm saying? Like you could Google it, but just immediately you're not like, Oh, that's raw. Right. Like, so planet fitness can do some crazy stuff and it's not, it's not falling on one person. Right. Where like me, if something looks bad, it looks bad on me. And so I think, I think just kind of being able to get out of my own way, allow other people to come in and maybe do some things, um, you know, that they're good at, you know, like kind of the way it works in a tribe is, you know, like everybody has their 5% that they're good at. Um, you know, like you take it back, like the hunter doesn't weave baskets, right? He hunts the basket weaver doesn't, doesn't hunt, right? They do what they're good at right now. I'm trying to do like 95% of the things and the 5% that I'm good at, you know, is maybe suffering a little, or I, I spend so much time making sure that 5% is good that I'm not really able to, to cover the rest. So, so just trying to get to a point where I'm not, I'm not the, the factor that's holding the growth back, you know? Yeah. So there, are there any uh, specific tasks that you are thinking about delegating to maybe some of the other trainers there? Um, I mean, you know, like social media and doing that stuff. I mean, the world that we're in right now, I I absolutely hate it. Like the the fact that people are going to judge my product based off of what my Instagram page looks like rather than coming in and actually trying out the product Um, that, you know, like I just, it just pains me to create an Instagram post every single time, you know, like, it's just like, it's not my, it's not my thing. I can do it. I'll I'll make them look good. Um, All those things. But like, if if you checked out our Instagram, you can see it's, it's kind of, it comes in spurts, you know, like when I'm really, really feeling like, okay, I need to, you know, then I will, but I just hate doing it. So, I mean, that would be, that'd be one thing, but Mm -hmm. you know, again, like I say, it's, then I look at it as like, it's a reflection of me and I want to make sure it's good. And am I going to be spending all this time, you know, kind of overseeing these posts and editing everything and doing everything. Is that going to cost me more time or do I just do it myself? You know, that's, it's just, like I said, it's just that growing pains type phase right now. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm definitely glad that you're aware of, you know, what needs to change in order for you to kind of unlock and get to that next level, you know, awareness always precedes change. So I'm happy. Yeah. Yeah. So Rob, it's about time for us to wrap things up uh, on this podcast, but I do have one more question for you. So I want you to think back to when you first started training together a few years ago and give yourself a piece of advice that you didn't know that you needed to hear at that point in time. Um, I mean, like quite honestly, my, my number one piece of advice for anybody, anything, um, and, and you can apply it anywhere in life is kind of, uh, you're, you're never going to be ready, right? Like if you sit around and wait until you're ready to do something, it's never going to happen. Right. I've never heard anybody say, man, I wish I would have waited to start that workout program, man. I wish I would have waited to, to get my nutrition, right. 
you know, like it, it, that's, that's what I tell myself is, you know, like, don't, don't wait around until everything is perfect. That's never going to happen. You're just going to waste a bunch of time, you know, like just do it. And then, you know, the rest kind of figure itself out, you know, like if you're, if you're at the point where you're like, well, it's not quite right. You're ready. Right. Like <laughs> just go with it. <laughs> All righty, Rob. Well, very well said. I like that. Um, but before we sign out, please tell our, uh, audience where they can find you. Um, yeah, so you can find us online. TTgroupfit.com, um, is the, the website. Um, you can find us on Instagram, um, at Longview gym underscore train together. Uh, and then train with knowledge studio is our other Instagram. Um, that's the, the personal training side of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're located in Longview, Washington. Uh, and we basically, the, the whole surrounding area, we have people coming from kind of all around. Um, so people just need to reach out and, and we, we got something that'll work for them. Alrighty, Wop. Well, thank you. We really appreciate your time and contribution to the show and definitely looking forward to seeing what you are going to be able to accomplish down the road. Awesome. All right. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Absolutely, man. So to everybody who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.